welcome to another edition of the Chat Podcast, where we talk about all things Chatham. I'm Catherine Glassby, Public Information Director for Chatham County. We're happy to have you with us here today. Today, we are going to talk about some of the things that you need to know about our upcoming Halloween holiday, uh, what you need to know about doing some trick-or-treating and how to keep yourself safe in the middle of a pandemic. Joining me today is Abby Murphy. She is the public information social media guru extraordinaire of the public information department at Chatham County. Um, Abby, thank you for being here on this podcast and being my co-host today. Happy to be here again. Um, And joining us today is Dr. Rustin. He is the administrator of the Chatham County Health Department. Welcome, Dr. Rustin. Thank you. I'm also glad to be here today. Dr. Rustin, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in the position. You've just accepted this position as the the Chatham County Health Department Director. I think I got that right. <laughs> that's that's close enough. <laughs> okay. So I've spent the last uh, two decades uh, in local and state public health. Um, I actually started my career here on the coast. Uh, started when I was in college. Uh, working of all places at the Chatham County Mosquito Control um, in a sort of an unpaid position while I was in college. Uh, After graduating college, uh, I spent some time working for a a rural health department uh, in Southeast Georgia before uh, moving back over to to this side of the state um, and working for Effingham County as well as uh, Chatham County Health Departments in our environmental health program. Um, Career moves took me to Atlanta to the, the State Department of Public Health. Um, where I was most recently the Director of Health Protection and the uh, COVID-19 Operations Lead um, for the Commissioner of Public Health. Um, But I've always had a a want to come back to the coast, and uh, this position came open um, after the previous administrator had retired, and uh, I decided to apply for it, and here I am. Um, Now the the new Director and Administrator for the Chatham County Health Department, and just thrilled to be back Back, to be back home, as I'd like to say, uh, here on the coast. Well, we are so thrilled to have you and have someone with all the experience that you that you have. Um, so, Abby, I, I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this because this is like your favorite time of year. You love Halloween. So, <laughs> yes. have at it. So, yes, I love Halloween. It's the best time of year, I think. Um, but, you know, People have their different Halloween traditions. A lot of it involves getting together with large groups of people for pump, maybe visiting pumpkin patch or trick-or-treating. But now I know things look differently now in uh, this time of COVID-19. Um, so how should we approach Halloween this year? Sure. I, th- I think, you know, Halloween is certainly a favorite time for many families, especially children. Um, and I think there's a way that uh, we can have a safe Halloween if we just remember some, some basics. Um, obviously, we don't want there to be large gatherings, and so we're recommending that people keep any gatherings to a, a relatively small number of people. Um, and, you know, it's, it's much safer. Uh, I think, you know, we need to understand this is, is an airborne virus, um, and indoor environments are riskier than outdoor environments. And so if you plan to have a gathering, have a small gathering, but, but plan it outdoors. Um, and, and while you're outdoors, continue to social distance, uh, stay at least six feet apart, um, and uh, wear a cloth mask, um, which will certainly protect you and others. Um, and so I think if we continue 
um, to, to follow the basic public health messages. Um, we can have a safe uh, Halloween and something that uh, adults and children can still enjoy. So if you're doing a, a Halloween like in your neighborhood and you're not gonna have a gathering per se, but just the normal trick-or-treaters, what can people do this year to make it still be fun, give the kids their candy, but also be very safe? So I'm gonna speak from the, the, the giver of the candy and the taker of the candy. Um, from the giver side, if you are wanting to provide candy to children, um, what we recommend is that a couple of things is that um, number one, I think probably the most important thing, if you are having symptoms of COVID-19, respiratory symptoms or any symptoms of, um, that, and you're sick, um, we do recommend that you sit out this year and, and, and seek appropriate medical care if needed. And that goes for folks that want to give out candy and for folks that, that want to trick or treat. It's, it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, but if you're not uh, symptomatic or having any issues, um, for the folks that want to give out candy, we recommend uh, there are safer ways to do it than having folks come up to the door. You could set up a small table and create little candy bags and, and place those candy bags on the table. Um, and then along the sidewalk outside your house, you could put um, markers to sort of mark out six feet of separation. So children and families that come up, they can see those markers. At least it prompts them to, to maintain that social distancing. And it's also good to uh, maybe leave some hand sanitizer um, just to encourage folks to continue to, to sanitize their hands. Um, that's probably on the giver side of candy. Um, on the actual trick-or-treaters, um, we're certainly recommending that they wear a mask and, and not necessarily the Halloween-type mask. Those aren't um, designed um, to, to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Um, and so what we encourage uh, individuals to do is get creative with existing cloth masks. Um, you know, you can draw designs on them. You can incorporate that mask as part of the costume um, and still have a mask on. And uh, also, as kids are walking through the neighborhood, they should obviously maintain social distancing. Even though they're outdoors, this is spread airborne. And so we don't want individuals too close together. Um, and continue to sanitize their hands um, as much as possible. I think if, if everyone on the, the, the giver of the candy and the trick-or-treaters work together, um, I think that this is one way that we can be safe about it and, and still have some Halloween fun this season. Well, and to touch on that a little bit, um, I've, I've been looking online. I, I want to do that where I put the candy in the, in the bags and put it down on the table, and you mentioned marking the six feet distance. I did see there's some like glow-in-the-dark duct tape um, and that might be a good thing for people to have to mark those six feet distances um, as it gets darker so then people can see that. Absolutely. Um, I think those, and you can get creative with that as part of sort of the design if you want to decorate your yard with that, uh, that neon or, or glow-in-the-dark type of tape. And so there, there's all kinds of ways. And, and a couple of resources, Hershey, as in Hershey Candy, um, has a website um, that you can go to to, to look at ideas and different ways that you can have a safe Halloween, as well as the CDC um, has uh, recommendations that the public can go to to look for different ideas um, to, to have uh, a good safe Halloween. Yes, I've seen they have them um, kind of categorized as like a lower risk activity, more medium risk. So I think that's a good way for people to see what those risks are. And um, I also wanted to talk about, you, you, you mentioned this a little bit, um, if you have symptoms of COVID-19, you should not be participating in Halloween 
Um, are there any other people that should maybe stay away from participating in Halloween this year? Well, I think if you are, if you have a compromised immune system, um, anytime you have an opportunity of being potentially exposed by people outside your family could increase your risk. And so while I know everyone wants to, to be involved, um, if, you're, if you are an individual that has a compromised immune system, this may be the year that you decide to sit it out or at least um, be involved in a way that you're not exposing yourself to someone that potentially could expose you because we have to remember that you can be asymptomatic and still have the disease and spread it. Um, and so that's why it's so critical that people wear masks and maintain social distancing because not everyone has symptoms of the disease but can still spread the disease. Okay. You mentioned it, you kind of alluded to it, so I wanna go back to it. Halloween costumes, we obviously need to be wearing cloth masks. So is there, are we suggesting that people somehow incorporate them into their costume maybe so that it just becomes a part of what you're doing? I think that's probably the best approach. Um, I've seen, you know, there's different uh, videos or, or, or websites you can go to, to to get ideas on how you can incorporate a mask, a cloth mask into your, to your costume. Um, it's not recommended, you know, your traditional Halloween masks are not designed as a cloth mask is in most cases. And so it's not recommended that you rely on uh, a Halloween mask per se as your only, as your sole means of wearing a mask. We also don't recommend that you double mask, you know, to wear a cloth mask and then put a Halloween mask over that. It could restrict your airflow um, and restrict your, your ability to breathe properly. Um, and so I think that if we get creative uh, and try to incorporate using our existing cloth masks, um, that's probably the best approach. Um, and I, you know, I think parents can make it fun with kids and, and maybe turn it into a game um, and who can design the best looking mask. Um, but there's a lot of ideas out on the internet that, that people can research. Um, but, but um, you know, the, the goal is to have a safe Halloween, and I believe that that is one way to ensure that um, families are being the safest as they're out and about in the community. So, is there, I'm sorry, go ahead, Abby. No, you go ahead. <laughs> is there anything that parents should do when they get their kids back at home after trick-or-treating? Is there any protocols that they should follow? Well, the, the most important thing, I think, is to, the kids should wash their hands very thoroughly, and I think that goes for the whole family, uh -huh. uh, and I think that by doing that, you, know, you, you certainly don't want any unwrapped candy. I don't think anybody would want unwrapped candy, candy during a, a normal situation, but if there is any unwrapped candy, that should be discarded, um, and anytime the children's handling candy, um, they should always wash their hands after handling the wrappers. Um, just to be on the safe side, um, you know, the virus can live on uh, inanimate objects for a certain period of time. And so to be truly safe, washing hands um, is one of the, the best ways to prevent um, the potential spread of this virus beyond the normal airborne route. Okay. And I've seen some um, creative ways that parents are coming up with ideas to um, enjoy Halloween if they're not necessarily comfortable doing trick-or-treating. And I, I saw um, some parents saying they've ordered uh, like plastic Easter eggs and they're spray paint them with um, glow in the dark paint and hide them in the backyard so then their kids can go and try to find these glow in the dark eggs. I thought that was a really good idea. So um, I've been enjoying seeing the creativity that parents have um, to still enjoy this, uh, what I think is the best time of year. <laughs> 
Um, but I also wanted to ask, so a lot of people love to have Halloween parties, costume parties. That's a no-go this year, right, I'm guessing? We don't, we're certainly not recommending large gatherings, especially gatherings that are brought indoors. Um, in, any event or gathering that's indoors um, is increasing the risk of exposure, especially if you're bringing individuals from all different uh, places, um, because you just never know when someone might be um, positive for the virus, but not symptomatic. Um, so we, you know, if, if you are having a gathering, keep the gathering small and keep it outdoors um, and still maintain social distancing. Um, those are the best tips that we can offer to prevent the risk and spread of this virus um, because it, it can spread airborne. Um, and when you're indoors, there's not a lot of airflow. And the more people that you pack indoors, the more likely or the risk increases. And so we wanna make sure that um, we are discouraging folks from, from holding large gatherings. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody wanting to hold a large gathering right now, but sometimes people surprise me and sometimes they think, well, it's just one gathering and we're all gonna wear masks anyway and we're all gonna be in costume, so it's all gonna be okay, but it isn't necessarily the case. Um, so this is probably just the year to, to skip it. Um, sorry to say. Um, Abby, any other questions? Um, well, so what about ha like haunted forest events? I know um, some places are having, still having those. Um, are there some safety tips for that? Would that still be an okay place to go since it is outside? I think as long as it's outdoors and the operators and the public that's using these, these types of events are, are maintaining proper social distancing and wearing masks. And we really would like for them to go in one direction instead of mixing up and going in different directions. Those are probably the safer areas. Um, indoor, uh, indoor haunted houses um, are not recommended for, for the obvious reasons. Um, if you start putting too many people indoors, um, you can certainly increase that risk. But I think outdoor activities, as long as people are cognizant of social distancing and, and mask usage, um, are probably, you know, you can't eliminate all risk, but you can certainly reduce the risk and, and make it much safer um, if we just follow some of these simple tips. Um, well, so I'm, the takeaway tips I'm, I'm coming away with, um, get creative with face masks, incorporate that as part of your costume, but don't double up and put a, a costume mask over your face mask because that can cause breathing issues. And costume masks aren't intended um, to prevent the spread of COVID. So wear that cloth mask. Um, wash your hands, keep your distance, avoid large gatherings. If you're hanging out with someone, keep a social, keep a social distance and stay outside. Are these kind of the, the main takeaways here? Did I miss anything? No, I think you hit all of them. You actually uh, took words out of my mouth. So that, <laughs> uh, absolutely, those are the main takeaways. Um, I think that if we follow those, we can certainly have um, a safe event. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we would like to be, we would like to have COVID out of our, I think everybody's so uh, tired of dealing with it, but it's still yes. here and um, we have to be cognizant of it. And I think if we are and we make some safe decisions, we can still have a, a safe event and um, kids can still be happy and get their, kids and adults um, can still <laughs> get candy and people can give away candy. And um, I think it'll be a, a fun event, but I just, we need to have some precautions in place. Um, and um, hopefully um, by following those precautions, everyone will feel safe at, at uh, Halloween this year. I think that's, I, I 
think that's a great, great way to put it. Um, Abby, any final thoughts? Um, no, I'm just, I'm, I've been paying attention to a lot of creative um, ways that parents are going to celebrate um, because my daughter's two and a half. So this is the first Halloween she'll really kind of remember. Um, so I'm definitely kind of incorporating different ideas that I've seen from parents to keep her safe. Awesome. Dr. Russin, any final thoughts that you have for, for our podcast today? Uh, just continue to reiterate the message. Um, uh, you know, we can have a safe Halloween this year if we follow those simple public health precautions, wash your hands, uh, social distance, wear a cloth mask, and keep your groups and gatherings small. I think those are really the important takeaways, and um, I think if we do that, we'll certainly have a much safer Halloween this year. Awesome. And my, my final thought is just to reiterate the web addresses that Dr. Rustin gave us earlier. Um, if you Google Halloween and Hershey's, uh, you will come up with their, their site um, with lots of good information. And also the CDC has great uh, holiday in general information because we have other holidays coming up. This is the first holiday out of the, the big three uh, that are coming up, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Um, and then I guess New Year's is right after that. So those are all things that we think of family and large gatherings. So go to those websites, figure out what we need to do to keep ourselves safe, but still enjoy your holidays and um, get your candy for Halloween and that turkey for Thanksgiving and the ham for Christmas, right? Um, so Dr. Rustin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, I suspect that you will be a regular guest on this podcast, probably through uh, unfortunately, the, the foreseeable future as we deal with this pandemic, but thank you so much for being here today. Glad and to for those of you watching us today or listening to us, thank you for joining us for another edition of the chat. We will be back next week with more information about Chatham County for you. Thank you and have a great day.